Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we're excited to have you back with us. Uh, Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm actually doing okay. I had a rough couple weeks just feeling like grief, you know, grief goes up and down with, um, you know, my dad mostly, not my breakup. For anyone that wants to hear more about the last seven months of my life with going through heartbreak and also my dad dying, you can listen to some past episodes of this season. Um, but yeah, it, it go, you know, grief is a crazy thing. So I've been going through that. Um, and I've realized too something about my own therapy that therapy is so helpful for me. <laughs> like, of course, I always do this, but a couple weeks ago, I actually started feeling better and just emailed my therapist. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I'm feeling okay. I want to like save some money, blah, 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 whatever. I've had clients do that with me too. And I'm like, yes, of course, whatever. Good, good. I'm like, I'm happy. You're feeling better. You feel like regulated. Then like two weeks go by and I'm like texting my <laughs> or emailing my therapist at three in the morning. Like, I have an appointment this week. I did last week just like crying. And I was like, you know what? This is a tool in my toolkit. Therapy is important for me. And um, I'm just feeling a lot better now that I'm kind of consistently doing it again. So um, that's kind of been where my head's been with my anxiety and stuff and grief and everything lately. But all in all, again, that toolkit reach into it. I also spent some time with friends and family. So I'm feeling like I'm kind of revitalized a little bit. Um, but those, those intrusive thoughts, man, they come at you sometimes mm -hmm. when you're just feeling great and mm -hmm. feeling like life is great. And then like, you know, two hours later, you're in this like hole of intrusive thoughts of things and just like, oh my God, help me. Um, well, I'm so, so proud of you. Thank you. That was like a long-winded answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and I've been talking about it all in my stories. So you guys can follow me anxiety, the the anxiety healer, if you want to hear more about just personally what I'm what I'm handling um, lately. And I'm going on my first date tomorrow night in person. (gasps) Is this um, with one of the calls? No, no, actually, that didn't really turn into anything. I have gone on a couple video dates, Um, but tomorrow is an actual in-person date. I haven't even talked to him on the phone or anything yet. And I'm just um, like, I talked to my therapist this morning and I said to myself, my goal for tomorrow is to just actually go and have a good conversation and just like go on a date. So I'm trying not to have too many expectations, but um, that's just something else that I am um, talking about on, on the gram a little bit more because of how nervous I've been. Um, So yeah, all in all, I'll keep you posted on there on how that goes. I was about Um, to say, you'll have to update us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But other than that, no, I feel like things have been okay. Um, And I feel like with everything we've gone through, like with your whole illness and sick and all that stuff, that's, that's been better too for you. Like all that. Uh, Like what I went through in December with, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I really have lately been feeling so much more, um, I think for a while I was living in just that fear of getting COVID again and just like, oh, I don't want to go through that. Like it was really traumatizing. And then now, like lately, I've been just feeling more relaxed. I don't know if it's like because I'm not hearing about it as much anymore (laughs) or what, but it's just like. I don't know. I feel more relaxed, which is a good thing. I don't think I've felt that in a couple years. You know what I mean? Wow. So well, especially since um, not just the COVID, but that the it wasn't MRSA, right? What you had? Oh, the 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 infection. The yeah. Infection. Well, well, yeah. that that's that's what I relate with COVID because it happened at the same time, and they said right. that because I had COVID, my body was probably fighting COVID, and then it didn't have. It probably could have fought the infection better if I didn't have COVID. And so in my head, it's just like COVID was bad and caught. You know what I mean? It was just like sixteen days of like just hell. And so yeah. I'm like, I I relate it to that. So it's I just don't want to go back to that again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling better, which is good. Um, and I think it's also good, you know, like flus down and stuff. So I'm just very excited for the summer. You know, summer feels safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know for me too. Well, I'm just so happy that you're feeling better because I know how traumatizing that was for you. And as yeah. someone that struggles with health anxiety, you and I do. Um, and if you guys want to hear all about what happened with her, um, episode 94 of our podcast um, talks all about Taylor's struggle with what she went through and how she my kind 16 of days that. of hell. Um, but no, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This is like, this is like, I, I can't wait to go back and listen to this episode down the road and say, hey, see, there are, there are moments when there, that are, you're feeling good. And you then know, there's moments, you know what I mean? I think it's so good to have these. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel bad showing up on my stories. Like, today's a good day. Like I feel bad sometimes because I'm such an empath. I know that somebody watching my stories is having the worst day of their lives. Yeah. But the thing about us showing up and being like, today's a really good day is for people to look back at our really bad days and be like, they got through it. Like there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and there's always a good day ahead. But when you're in those like really sticky moments, you're like, Mm -hmm. this is never going to get better. This is forever. I'm going to be in this grief, this sadness, this hurt, this pain forever. Like you just can't see that. It's so weird when you're in that really dark space. You cannot see that good day ahead. You're like, how? 
No, no, seriously. And I, I recognize for me too that I actually have to cry in order to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I had been holding in my tears um, like for a couple weeks before I like saw that my therapist again last week. And I don't know why I'm like someone that always is an advocate of crying and it's so healing and it's so helpful. But there was some reason that I just wasn't able to feel vulnerable at whatever moment I was going through. So like, let it out. If you feel like crying, just let it out. I have to say that to myself. And so it was just, you know, exhausting and draining, but it helped. So, and you know, you're just going to have those days. And I, I feel like you're right with, with all of that feedback as far as knowing and being aware that you have good days and bad days and mm-hmm. just not making sure you re- remember that you're not going to stay there, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you have to actually pick yourself up and it might take a lot of effort, but to try and do what you need to do in order to kind of move forward, you know? Well, and I know that this week we're doing our Q&A episode. We're about to get into it, guys. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times when I do these question boxes, people will be like, is this like my life forever? Is this what my life is going to look like forever? Does it ever get better? I don't know if you get that question all the time, but I do. It's like multiple people, they're like, does it ever get better? And it's like, yeah, in the thick of it, you really don't think it gets better. Yeah. But was that a question? Is that a question you got? Uh, no, this isn't one of my. Oh, okay. but no, when I when I that do the question point. boxes a lot, it, yeah. I mean, every time I do them, it's yeah. there's like five people. Does it ever get better? Is yeah. this my life forever? And it's just no. like I remember feeling that way too. And the only reason I didn't think it was forever is because of that one girl. I know I've talked about her before. I saw her story and I saw how she right. had really, really, really dark days. And then she got through it. And I'm like, okay, if she can do it, then I must be able to get through it. Like yeah. if she was able to get past that. And I think that's why having this platform and doing this podcast is so important because without that, you really do think it's forever. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So anyone listening, just know if you're in a dark space that it doesn't last forever and it does get better. And it's just about finding the right toolkit and support. So hopefully we are that for you, at least one of them. I hope so. And I hope these questions today will be helpful, even if they don't necessarily are directly related to you. I think the questions that I have, I know people will definitely want more um, information about. So why don't you start with your okay. question? We'll go. Yeah, I think I have three and you have two. So yeah. I'll start. Um, the first one is when you had heart anxiety, how long did it last and what were your symptoms? This is some. I want to touch on one part of this first. The first part is um, focusing on getting rid of symptoms. I think a lot of people when they struggle with health anxiety, they message me and they're like, how did you get rid of headaches? How did you stop being dizzy? How did you stop having heart palpitations? Like, how did you stop having all these anxiety symptoms? And it's like, okay, well, what's the root? Yeah. The root is anxiety. Yeah. I can't, I can't give you a special technique or treatment of how to stop being dizzy and how to stop having tension headaches and how to stop having heart palpitations, how to stop having chest pain, how to stop feeling shortness breath. I can't give you that because that's, that's not the cause. The cause is the anxiety. So the only thing I can tell you is you have to work on the root cause, which is the anxiety. Once you start, which I didn't understand this either when I was going through it, I was super focused on going doctor to doctor, uh, asking them about all these symptoms, getting all these tests because I was so convinced something was wrong with me. But, but the reality is once I started working on the anxiety, in return, the symptoms started going away. 
Yeah. It wasn't an overnight, like, oh my gosh, I'm all better. Like if you sit around and you expect that, like you're like, I'm going to meditate today and tomorrow my dizziness is going to be gone, right. which I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I had those thoughts and I gave up too. Like I would meditate or like meditate. I'm doing uh, air quotes, guys. I would be like, okay, I'm going to meditate and do this like kind of like weird setup of what I thought meditation was and breath work was. And I'm like, this doesn't work. I'm doomed. I, it must be cancer. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's funny how, uh, you know, when you get so impatient when you struggle with anxiety. So um, back to that question, my I will say just one disclaimer. I mean, this is all assuming that you've gone to the doctor and have ruled a lot of things out. Absolutely. So we will always, always err on the side of caution where if you ever have any physical types of symptoms, they're very real always go get checked out. Always Absolutely. go. We're not saying don't go and don't believe the doctor or whatever, but um, when they have ruled everything out and they can recognize that you are physically healthy, then, you know, go it's on. It's kind of like that moment, saying. that moment you're sitting in your car after your like eighth doctor appointment and you're like, okay, maybe it's anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, totally. Uh, maybe this is anxiety. I mean, and for you. Because eight, eight doctors have looked at me weird. But for you, you had a lot of like heart palpitations and stuff oh, with your heart. It was and super physical. And that was very physical. My physical stuff is my stomach and my IBS. Yeah. And so uh, that happens all the time, even when it's not ang- not anxiety. It's, you know, maybe I ate something bad or I have, I'm sick or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that is even harder for me, I feel like, when I know that's like one of my triggers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't feel good. And then, you know, where's the bathroom? I have to go poop or whatever. And so <laughs> um, knowing that that is so closely related to anxiety, though, I there's a lot of... Um, like I've I've made a very specific type of toolkit for myself for that specific episode when I have like stomach episodes, like my yeah. heating pad, you know, my peppermint tea, my, you know, I need to be in bed. Like there's, you know, specific. So I would say if anyone struggles with like their stomach with anxiety, it can be very individualized of what helps you in those episodes, you know. But yeah, absolutely. Um Okay. Yeah, the question though, when you oh, had yeah, heart anxiety, how long did it last? I would say it lasted as long as I was struggling. I mean, there was no I was so convinced that like doctors were missing something with my heart and that mm-hmm. I was literally going to drop dead. I had a heart failure. I couldn't even go to sleep at night. Every time I'd go to sleep at night, I'd be like, it's my last day. Like I'm going to die in my sleep. Um, oh and then they said, what were your symptoms? My, mine was super cardiac. Like I was super cardiophobia, whatever that thing is. My okay. symptoms were, I mean, even just like getting up off the couch and walking to the bathroom, it felt like my heart rate was like 185. Like it'd be bumping out of my chest. Oh my gosh. Um, I would feel tons of like just skipped beats, just random racing heart. Uh <sighs> It felt like like my heart was doing gymnastics is the weirdest way to put it. My my neck, you could even see my heart. Um, it's and it's so crazy how I have none of that now. It's that's the craziest part yeah. to me. Yeah. It's like how I, I think getting on this part of uh this side of mental health now, like as in recovery, it, it's crazy how I can really say anxiety is so real. 
Like yeah. it is so real. I mean, my heart symptoms, you, I think anybody who would experience the way I felt would think that something was wrong with him. That's how freaky it felt. Oh my but gosh. basically when they said, how long did it last? Once I started working on my anxiety and really getting to the root cause, it didn't just automatically go away either. It took time. Like it took a good amount, a couple months of really intense work. Yeah. And then I would say it slowly started going away. And then it's almost like one day you wake up and you're like, like one day after a while you wake up and you're just like, I, I feel good. Like I yeah. feel better. I'm starting to feel better. And then you know, I'm not going to lie. Like it's not linear. Recovery is not linear. You're going to have hard days. And right. when I was in, when I was back in those days, I was having hard days even six months after. But then over time, as I kept working on my anxiety, I don't have any of that anymore. I can't even tell you the last time I experienced a heart palpitation was when I had COVID the first time. Wow. It did trigger that, which I've heard that in a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it went away. Yeah. I mean, so. that's, that's awesome. I can imagine that back when you were having them so frequently, just the thought of having them for you and like the feeling of having them would even send you into more of a spiral. And cause more of them. Yeah. 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 It was a cycle. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you're doing better. And I, yeah, I feel for anyone that, that has, you know, that's consistently feeling that all the time. Right. Like I'm not lying. Every day was pure hell. Like that's the best way to put it. Every day I dreaded waking up. I dreaded being alive, but then I wanted it. it health anxiety is such a weird thing because you're, you're miserable alive, but you're so scared to death. Yeah. Right. It's, it's such a yeah. sick health anxiety is such a sick thing to deal with. Yeah. Because, so you know, like there's true. some people who are just like, I don't want to live like, you know, like that have mental illness. Like they're just like, yeah. I just don't want to be alive. But with health anxiety, it's like you're, you're holding on so hard that you're not living. It's, it's just, yeah. it's so sad. What I, would you I feel say for anybody going through it? What would you say is the f thing that helped you the most or like, what's the first thing that you did, I guess, in that when they were like, well, you're all fine. It's anxiety. Mm, what well, did they you told me that for a while and I did nothing? What is that? I guess the first thing that helped or when did you feel like you were feeling different? I guess. Yeah, I, I did nothing for a while and I just kept going doctor to doctor waiting like, you know, and then once I accepted like, hey, let me just try and work on this anxiety thing. Okay. Um, my brother knew a lot about um, meditation and breath work and even like tapping and he okay. would like try and teach me things and I started being more acceptive to it like I would listen more I, I started looking up things on uh, Google that weren't obviously like bad I was looking up how to help myself I started following that girl and just oh, reading right. her story yeah. and um, so then I, I started doing a lot of that then my parents were like, Hey, I think it's time for you to get on medicine. You're either going to get on medicine because they didn't know what to do with me anymore. Like, right, they were right. just like, you can't live like this. We can't afford you. Yeah. Uh, they, they were so kind through it all, but I mean, anybody gets to a breaking point where they're like, we're done, you know? Right. They probably feel so helpless too. But, like, yeah. And they could only you know? take so much. It was the same story every single day. Yeah. And so, uh, they were like, you know, it's medicine or, or, or we gotta, we gotta send you somewhere like this isn't living. Um, and I was like, wow. okay, well, let me just try one more thing. And I had heard about CBD. And so then I gave it a try. And I think that was like the kickstart for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Of like, it, yeah. it got me to a, pay, a place of, cause you can't do the work in panic. 
Right. No. And I was in continual no. panic. Fight or flight. You you have no rational like no rational brain response at all going on. You yeah, have to stabilize you, your nervous system first. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't do the work in panic. And so I think it just got me to that place of like calm enough to start doing the work. Because yeah. I think I was always trying to do the work in the midst of panic. And there mm-hmm. and your all your rational thoughts are gone when you're in fight or flight. There is no rational thinking. 100%. It shuts off. Yeah. And so I think I think CBD, what it did is it got me to just calm enough to start the work. And then the combination of it all, yeah. it just, it clicked for me. And, and, you know, it, it, that's not for everybody. It doesn't click for everybody, but I was, I was like so deathly afraid of medication, but my parents kind of, and I was so deathly afraid of CBD. I was deathly afraid of vitamins. I mean, right. like anything it in your was body, anything in my yeah. body because of my past medication trauma. But in the end, it all worked out and everybody's everybody's route to healing is so individualized. And you and I talk about this all the time. I'm Mm -hmm. never going to say just like one thing changed my life. It's definitely a toolkit. Your combination of things you do over time, you create those little habits for big change, small habits, big change. Well, that's, that's interesting because that... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, healers. Allison here. Now, you know I'm a therapist who struggles with anxiety myself, and there are days when my intrusive thoughts get so loud and I feel so out of control, it almost feels like nothing I do will help quiet them down. But then I remember one of my favorite healing tools in my anxiety recovery toolkit called the Calm app. Calm has hundreds of guided meditations, sleep stories, relaxing music tracks, and daily movement sessions that are all designed to give you the tools to improve the way you feel. Last night, as I was wrestling to fall asleep, I had tried a couple different sleep meditations that were shorter, didn't really work. So then I decided to go on the Calm app and try a sleep story called The Forest Cabin with Rain and Thunderstorm Sounds. And oh my goodness, this narrator's voice was so calming. And I literally fell asleep in 10 minutes. I also suggest sleep stories to parents of anxious children that I work with in my practice because it's great for getting kids to calm their minds at night and parents can rest assured that their kids are getting the sleep that they need. And right now, if you go to calm.com slash anxiety chicks, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a calm premium subscription, which includes new content that is added every week. Just like Allison, I love Calm. 
Calm app has been a life changer for me, especially when I struggle with trying to fall asleep as well. I was so excited when I found out that Harry Styles, yes, guys, Harry Styles launched a bedtime story called Dream With Me. His voice is just so soothing to me. And it's just really cool how they've had also like Matthew McConaughey come on there and do bedtime stories, which is so soothing to kind of hear a familiar voice. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm. And even if you've never meditated before, you'll get the support you need to reduce stress, improve focus, and uplift your mood. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash anxiety chicks. Go to calm.com slash anxiety chicks for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash anxiety chicks. Kind of goes into the next question. Are you were you done that question? Yeah. Can I go? Okay, um, because something that I've recognized that um, about my healing journey is what helps me is also situational in your life. So, like some this, and I'll I'll tell you what I mean after I read this question. Someone said, "Any thoughts on group therapy? Is it more beneficial than one on one for anxiety?" So I I got that question too. That's interesting. Yeah. And this is something we actually haven't talked about on the podcast. I'd love to have someone on actually who's, who does group therapy because I, I have done it with children. It's so different than with adults. Um, But I'm actually starting a bereavement group support group in a couple weeks. Um, It's like a six week long bereavement group of older adults that have lost parents. Mm. Um, and one thing I will say is, you know, anxiety is so comorbid with so many other types of mental health struggles, like whether it's depression or grief or trauma, you know, they're all related. They all kind of go hand in hand with each other. Um, sometimes it's situational. Sometimes it's based on other things in your past, but a lot of my anxiety, lately has been related to the grief of my dad Mm -hmm. dying and my breakup and all that stuff. And so um, one thing I have recognized in as a therapist and someone who has worked in the field for a long time in different environments is that one of the best supports that you can get like therapeutically for grief is a support group. One-on-one therapy is always going to be amazing for someone who feels like they connect with a good therapist. I mean, I feel like I'll probably be in therapy the rest of my life. I just, it's so beneficial for me. It's so healing for Mm -hmm. me, however often I do it or not often. Um, But for for group therapy, there are different types of situational um, experiences in your life that could be more beneficial as a group. And I think one of them is grief and going through like bereavement. Um, And there's a lot of studies that just say how incredible grief's uh, group support is for people that are grieving um, 
of course you think about grief is someone that you, someone you lost, right? Like someone that died. So you obviously feel this, feel this emptiness because that person's not there, which I think is why the group support is so helpful because there's other people that you can, that can help support you, you know, and Mm -hmm. you can talk about, um, the person that's gone with other people that really understand what you're going through. And, um, so I think with grief, the support groups are amazing and maybe even more effective than one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also so many other types of group support, therapeutic support that I think can be so effective. Not just, I'm not going to say they're better or worse, but if you've been through some type of trauma with um, adolescent girls, adolescent females, group mm-hmm. um, therapy groups are amazing for adolescent girls. Um and I'm trying to think of what else I've had experience and people have told me they've just been so helped. But um, but I won't I, – I definitely will say like, oh, this is better or this is better. No, it's not just one is better or the other. It's really depend, dependence, depends on the person. Um, I think going to individual therapy and then doing groups – a support group can be even really helpful at the same time. So a lot of support groups are – not like ongoing. A lot of support groups are like six weeks or maybe, you know, eight weeks or something like that. There's usually a start and an end time to them. Um, So that can be something that some people enjoy the fact that there's kind of this, okay, I'm doing this kind of program and that you're meeting other people you can relate to. But I think that's the biggest thing. Like we talk about our Instagram all the time and how my entire page is dedicated to just having a resource page of people that feel less alone. Like that's basically my mission for my page is I want people to feel less alone. Uh, Obviously I want to educate and I want to, you know, give people the platform to, to talk about therapy and what I'm going through with anxiety, but I love the conversations that happen in the, in the comments. Um, And I think there is just something about feeling less alone, you know, in this world that really helps you put, push you forward through stuff, you know? Absolutely. I, that was a, I don't even know what to add to that. That was such a good answer. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. I love that. Yeah. I, th- I think I'll group l- therapy is, is a, I think it's really good because, you know, every center where people go, uh, I know all the like mental health centers, they all do group therapy. Oh, yeah. Like you have to go. Yeah. 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 Definitely like inpatient, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll keep you guys posted on how the sessions go with my grief sessions. I think they start in a couple weeks. Um, Yeah. I'll be sharing more again on my page. So follow me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Next question. I don't think we've done this before, but correct me if I'm wrong. How to get back to working out when you felt a thud or extreme anxiety and the, the workout feels just like a panic attack. No, I don't think we've answered this question. We've talked okay. a little bit about like working out and anxiety a little bit, but no, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about that. So I went through this because it's true. I mean, think about when you start exercising after not exercising for a long time, especially like cardio, your heart rate's going up, you're getting sweaty, your palms are sweaty, you're short of breath a little bit, you feel kind of like a, a light head, 
Um, your, your muscles might start to feel a little weak. Um, kind of everything a panic attack resembles, you kind of start to feel, especially when you're doing cardio. And I think that that can be a huge trigger to your trauma response of a panic attack. Yeah. Like that's, that's your body being like, oh my gosh, it's happening again, you know? And so I think the most important thing with working out when you haven't for a long time is starting just like extremely slow, like set like the tiniest goal you can think of and then add on each time in no way, shape or form. Should you just like, oh, I haven't worked out in two years. I'm going to go run a mile. Like, yeah, you're going to feel a little, a little weird. Um, And that's for everybody. Nobody just lives in constant cardio shape if they don't do cardio. Right, right. Um, So even just like walking one block or walking down the street. And then after that, telling yourself, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so happy I did that. And then like journaling how you felt. Like, you know, I felt my heart rate go up a little bit. This is normal. Writing next to that. This is normal. I felt myself start to get a little sweaty. This is normal. Just reminding yourself of of what it feels like. And then even Googling like what being out of shape feels like, you know, and like getting right. back into shape. Yeah. You're gonna have like some muscle weakness. You're gonna have like the next day a little sore, you know, it's it's all normal things. But I think the most important part is starting very slow and adding on each week okay. rather than just like jumping into something. Because yeah, you might freak yourself out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I I can't really do like high intensity, high intense workouts. Like I'm not a runner. I can't. Yeah. I get just out of breath, I guess. Eat, eat. No, I don't really. I'm, like I'm very active and I work out a lot, but just really high impact things I think are not for me. But like mm-hmm. ask me to go hiking for six hours and I can do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but I think that's a really good, really good advice about starting slower or maybe even I would say even trying like a yoga class because they really teach you how to breathe while you're moving your body. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like, you know, a intense movement, but they definitely teach you how to incorporate the breath into move it, movement and to be more aware of when the breath maybe is getting more shallow and what you can do to help that. Yeah, I was about to say, be careful what yoga class you sign up for. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Do not do a power flow. Or vinyasa. Okay, or- <laughs> like, actually, vinyasas can can be okay. Heated heat vinyasa. <laughs> but it really, it actually depends on the studio you go to. The studio not and the, the instructor. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you might have to do some trial and error. I would say if you have a studio near you, ask Restorative the studio yoga. if they have, yeah, Um. I would say a basics class. Restorative is basically just laying down the whole time. They're not even going to be moving <laughs> That's their body. The best, Allison. I mean, I love it. I'll be in Shavasana <laughs> for like hours. But if you want to learn how to connect the breath with movement, you want yeah. some movement. So I would say like a basics class um, or just like a slow flow vinyasa, mm-hmm. something like that I would ask your teachers about. Yeah, and check, check the temperature next to the icon. And 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 here's the thing also – that's another thing about yoga studios. If you are actually looking to use yoga as a way to um, enhance your mental health, not your physical, the yoga studio you want to go to is not going to be one that's going to have like 90 degree heat. Yeah. 
that type of yoga can be good for some people. But like the yoga studio I go to, they have one powerful class and nothing is even heated ever. That's nice. Very- I know because you know what stinks about that is because when they have a heated class and say you're the next class, your class is heated. Yeah. Whether it says it is or not. Yeah. That's the annoying part. There, There is, I, I don't like heated anything. No. And I've been doing yoga for five years and I've been on yeah. a million, I've been on like three retreats. I'm going to another one. And I've only learned in the past since moving to where I live is the studio that I go to is actually what yoga is supposed to be about. So it should not be something that's like 90 degrees for you. Again, this is if you are looking for a spiritual mental aspect of yoga. Um, but anyway, that can be a really great thing to start with for sure. Yeah. But I think that's true. Just make sure you're finding, finding, asking the questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We good. Next one. Can I? Next one. For me go. Okay. What are signs that your nervous system has been rehabbed or is getting better? Ooh, I know. I love this question. Um, so I'll start. Okay. Okay. I could see your like. I could see your light bulb going off in your in in your on your face too. That like, yeah. you're thinking of some stuff. Okay. For me, I think um, when I when I'm able to express my feelings in a way that doesn't make me cry. This is just very physical things that I can tell because I used to cry every time I talked about any type of feeling. And the the major feeling that would happen to me all the time when I would feel something that wasn't a good feeling was anger. I used to get angry very quickly. I used to get very mm-hmm. irritable. I used to start crying. Um, just anger would come out. And that was like the initial emotion that would happen. And of course, underneath anger is always something else. There's always hurt or like sadness or fear or worry, right? But anger, it's just, it just was easy. It came out. It was easy for it to come out. And um, I start as I going through the healing journey, I started recognizing that, okay, I actually didn't know that I was feeling all these other things. Right. Like I was starting to actually get in touch with the emotions I was actually that was really making me upset and what was triggering me. And I was able to put that in in words and actually find the language, like using my I statements by saying, you know, I'm feeling sad right now because of this or I'm feeling really frustrated because you cut me off in this sentence. And that's really frustrating me. Um, and actually finding the language to say how I'm feeling um, has made me better understand that I am regulating myself. Like that's how I am regulating myself. I'm really self-aware about my emotions and about the way I react to things. Not to say that it doesn't happen where I go back to that sometimes. It just happened actually two days ago because on my trip with my family, um, at the very end of the trip, everything was amazing, no drama. But at the very end of the trip, my sister was being really annoying, asking me to take like a bunch of like just a bunch of luggage and stuff that she couldn't fit in her car in my car. And I like almost couldn't see out my window and I had already taken so much stuff. I kind of freaked out and I was like, I have so much to do, blah, blah, blah. Also my back started hurting. And I was like, I have to, I'm going to have to unpack all of this myself, like with my back hurting. And I started recognizing, I I just flipped out kind of. And that intense flip out is stuff I used to do all the time though. And I was able to just like walk out the door. I said, bye. 
And I was like, okay, I'll do this. I walked out the door. I put my face in the sun. I took some deep breaths. And I still actually felt really angry for a little while, like in my heart. And my mom was with me and I just expressed it though. I was like, you know, I just am feeling feeling really underappreciated. You know, I just wanted her to not expect that I was doing all this stuff and say, thank you, you know, for doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I just had a self-awareness and I was able to kind of regulate myself more in that moment. And breathing was really important for me, like learning how to breathe mm-hmm. and kind of, I, I needed to leave the situation for a little bit too. And, um, and I felt better quicker. Yeah. So that's like a long-winded answer, but. No, that's, that's exactly, I agree. I think it's that like that quick pop off when you feel yourself just popping off on people, mm-hmm. you have so much you're dealing with that like you can't take one more thing. Like your your level is full. Like your cup is so full that that one thing is just going to make you, and it could be like the smallest thing. You pop off and then you just feel like the worst person ever because that's not you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the guilt set, sets in. It's, ugh, it's the worst cycle. But I think, but I agree. It's like, it's, you're not supposed to make excuses. Like it's not your fault, you know, but, but yeah, I, I get it. Another one for me is, uh, I, when, um, like a like a pin dropping or like quick loud noises when I'm when I my nervous system's really out of control. Oh I, yeah, I like jump or I'm like what the heck like or like say like my husband comes around the corner, it'll like freak me out really bad, and then I'm yes. pissed and I like pop off. But like I notice when I'm more regulated, little things like that don't freak me out. But like the jump scare, like for me, is just like a level ten out of ten overstimulation. Even just like loud music in the car in a rainy day, like that can set me off. Like I'm like lower the music down. Like, so that's when I know that I feel like my nervous system is really out of whack. But when I, when I, when it is not, I feel more calm in those situations. So it's kind of like the things that normally trigger you or like make you like kind of freak out. You feel more common and you're like, wow, I actually feel calm in that. That's so interesting. And I totally agree with that too. When it, when it has to do with the, um, like surprise, you know, something happens Mm. that's unexpected, whether it's like, you know, catches you off guard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I will say, you know, this person asked, you know, how can you tell what are some signs? Just remember that, you know, there's going to be times when you are going to feel like you're really regulated and things are going. This is like the theme of today's episode. Things are going great. Healing is not linear. You know, you're going to have moments where you feel like you're making progress and then, and then you, maybe you get a panic attack or something happens, but I want you to remember that that's all part of the process and please don't be hard on yourself for that. It doesn't mean you're regressing at all. Right. It's so easy to go into this like shame spiral of it of you of the healing, but anyway, it's my little encouraging note of the day. Just be kind to yourself. Um, um, yeah, I'm done with my questions. What's your final one? The final one. It's very quick. Uh, did you ever go through a period where you would have a panic attack every day? And I just wanted to answer that one because I think I was living in a panic attack. Like I was having panic attacks, maybe like 10 a day, I would say like legit 10 a day. Like it felt like I would feel really, really anxious and like that panic, like tunnel vision feeling Then I feel like a little bit better. And then something else would happen that would trigger me. It was like an all day affair. So yes. (laughs) 
that I would say that's panic disorder for you. <laughs> right. So I've never been diagnosed with panic disorder. Um, I think mostly because I probably back in the day when I was really in a dark hole, probably would have been more dep- major depressive. I think I was m- more depressed, but I was anxious too. Um, but I think that panic attacks, like they can, in in the DSM, there's obviously criteria that tells you what it looks like, quote unquote, air quotes, mm-hmm. to have a panic attack. But I feel like there's people that have internal panic attacks where you would look at someone and not even know that they're having it. Yeah. And that was me. Mm-hmm. I was literally like almost like I probably looked paralyzed and I was numbing myself a lot with alcohol as well. Um and I feel like the same thing as you, like in my twenties, I had just years where I was just like having on my fight or flight, my system was just, just off and constantly on fight or flight. And, um, what actually like ended up happening was I had one of the worst panic attacks that you could actually see of my life on my 30th birthday that lasted like eight years <laughs> after that too, it just looked differently and mm-hmm. I started working on it, but it can be a scary feeling. So, oh, you're not alone. I don't even no, like thinking about alone. it sometimes, honestly. I know. Yep. Well, you're not alone. hopefully you're not alone. Hopefully you guys um, learned a lot today. Um, just keep submitting your questions. We always do them every first Wednesday of the month is our Q&As. And um, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review Please, we really like to get up to a thousand by the summer. We okay. have almost seven hundred. That's the goal. Let's get a thousand reviews by the summer. I think okay. we can do it. You guys help us along, okay? All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.